Welcome to WOWL Comic Book Chat. And with me, I have uh, the one, the only Digidax. What's up, fanboys? Also have Boomstam. Hi, guys. And Hawkeye. Hello, everybody. So, guys, we wanted to... Uh, Obviously, there's a lot to talk about. You know, it's been a few weeks since our last recording, um, but we wanted to make sure that, you know, we talk through some of the things that are uh, happening out there, latest and greatest things, not just in DC comic books, uh, but really in the whole DCU and everything that kind of flows into that. Um, and so I know Hawkeye worked, uh, put together a uh, an agenda. So pass it over to him and let him kind of run with everything. All right. So... Uh, just so everybody knows, we're going to get started here. Um, we haven't really titled it anything, but it's going to be a book talk. Uh, it's just going to be where we're talking about whatever books have came out in the time span between episodes. Uh, this episode and the previous episode might come out together pretty close together, even though they were uh, recorded two weeks apart. Uh, but there was a two-week gap here between this episode and the last episode, so we definitely have plenty of books to talk about. Um, I think that the biggest book to come out this time was uh, the launch of the new Superboy series. Um, this won the round robin competition last year, uh, where DC put 64 different pitches, I believe. I think it was 64, um, anyway. And they were all voted on by fans, and fans got to decide which book DC was going to publish. And, um, me personally, I felt like this wasn't one of the more interesting ones. I think that the S on his chest definitely played a part in how it got made it to the to the finals and eventually won. Uh, but what did you guys think of this issue? I thought it was um, well, it, it wasn't super great for me. I mean, I didn't like how it started. You know, they they, they kind of started it with. Um, Superboy kind of being redundant uh, in the uh, super family, you know, where it wasn't really needed. It always, uh, every time he got to a uh, emergency situation, it had it handled or they had it already resolved. So he uh, he kind of went to uh, you know went to search for more global issues, and they all all the other super teams had that handled too. So he went looking for emergencies. Uh, in space, so I, I, I didn't really like how that that started. I mean, I, I really feel that like he should be part of the super family, and they should be, you know, um, being including for everyone. Uh, so the start didn't feel great to me, but um, I do feel that the, the, the comic book has the potential, uh, especially with the uh, the new super villains they are going to. Uh, be bringing out or the, the team that he's going to be fighting and uh, I, I liked how his uh, how his character was was put down you know he, he was a little bit more rough around the edges a little bit more abrasive I think um, you know kind of kind of like when he was with uh, when he first appeared you know a bit of a uh, how do you call it um, Rebel? Yeah, a little bit of a rebel, yeah. Thanks. Well, what about this, Boomy? I know you said you didn't like the beginning, but I know you like the getting the feels part. And when he said the best two people, you know, he needs to talk, and the best two people, and it was Ma and Paul Kent, 
That didn't get you a little bit? Yeah, it did. It did. I mean, you know, we know this Superboy is the same Superboy throughout all the comic books. So when he first appeared with the Death of Superman story, uh, till he uh, became the, the 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 one that you you know from the Titans, you know, with the black T-shirt and the and the red S on it, it's all the same character. And and yeah, and we know he was raised by by Ma and Pa Kent, and uh, that he was forgotten by just about everyone except by maybe Pa and Ma Kent because they actually sort of brought him back. Uh, so yeah, that that got to me a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I just didn't like the part where they, where the the rest of the Superman family made him, you know, feel like he, he was didn't an out, fit in. Outsider, yeah, he was like from the outside. Yeah. So, and and it especially because in the in the other Superman books, in Action Comics and in uh, uh, Superman, he really is part of the family. You know, he he helps babysit the, the twins and everything. So you know that feels like a bit of a contrast to me. It has potential. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, and I don't know if it's just due to, you know, DC having, you know, a lot of the same writers now um, or, or what, but, you know, I'm starting to see like similar things. Like when I'm reading that book, like all I kept feeling was like the Power Girl sections of like, oh, I don't belong here. I'm not a part of the yeah. family. And I'm just like, man, I just feel like we keep having where like things are kind of like becoming like redundant. Like, hey, guess what? Instead of just one parasite, we're going to have millions of them. Um, instead of just one Metallo, we're going to have a ton of them. Um, you know, Superboy, you, you know, it's a little bit of an outsider. But, you know, even though he's been around longer than almost everybody, he's going to have this problem with that. You know, same thing with with Power Girl. Um, you know, they're going to have this problem with where they feel like they're outsiders and there's this you know strife between the family um but then you know like like you said i mean like in the other superman comic books you know he's sitting there doing this and, and having you know this relationship with everybody and but then in his own comic book it seems like he's not um and that he's you know again just this outsider and you know doesn't have a place and so um I mean, I, overall, I like it. It looks like we kind of are getting a new little super team, um, new big bad um, that's kind of going out there as well with, you know, the Dominators and, you know, their cloning and all that stuff. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely kind of interested to see, you know, where it goes. But, you know, hopefully, you know, it goes a little further than just oh, I'm, I'm an outsider to I'm yet another Kryptonian that's on the outside of the super family. At, at the end, um, we saw the, the name of the, the, well, bad guy team, or at least we think it's a bad guy team, and it's called the, the Cometeers. And it made me think of this, um, well, he's also been a bit of a outsider. He, he also had a, a Comet, uh, 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 part of his name, like Dr. Comet or something Comet. He, he was also Captain a Comet. Captain Comet. Thank you. You think there's any relation to that? Well, it's the Cosmo tears, not the Comet tears. Uh, oh, so right. I do not think it's going to end up being related. I think they're actually going to be a good team, just a team that is fine with killing people to get their way. But I think they're going to end up being like a anti-hero type type team, kind of like the yeah. kind of like the elite. Yeah, and he'll have to show his morality. You know, it, that's 
probably going to be the dichotomy there. Well, uh, to touch on a couple things you guys said, um, I do think that there's enough of a difference between what they're doing with Connor and what they're doing with Power Girl. Um, I think Connor is more, he needs space, where Kara is more, or Paige, I guess it is, because she's not Kara anymore. Um, uh, she just doesn't feel like she belongs. I feel like Connor's more of a, he needs room to be his own person rather than not completely feeling like he doesn't belong to the family, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Where And then for, as far as this, uh, the Cosmeteers go, I think it might end up being something where, you know, Superboy ends up showing him the their failings and maybe he kind of goes off and does his own thing with them. Maybe that could be where they're taking it. Would be cool. Yeah. I hope so. All right. Um, let's see. What else did we have come out this week, guys? Uh, yeah, we have to, the end of DC East. Yeah, I thought we kind of set that apart for the very end since okay. uh, we definitely want to take a bunch of time to, to talk okay. that out because it's kind of the end of the whole universe we could, almost. We could go to Flash 797. Sure. Every time we, every time we talk about Flash, it makes me sad, I got to say. <laughs> um, I'm going to be so sad to see this run end. Um, even this issue here, they started setting up some things with like the the Super Kids team that they're Maxine, they're building Jay and Irie, and then John and uh, Robin showing up in this issue. Uh, Damien uh, starting to form a new kind of Young Justice core there. I thought that was really awesome. I loved seeing the. Uh, different group of villains that they brought about that were there to have their vengeance. Uh, really just probably one of my favorite runs going right now, and I'm going to be sad to see it come to an end is ultimately how I feel. What about you, Boom? Yeah, I uh, I feel the same way. I, I really like this run that they had. I, I really feel like the both the writer and the artist really uh, captures all the flashes really well, you know, how, how they are and how their personalities work. Um, I thought it was awesome to see the uh, the younger versions of John and Damien as the uh, Super Sons in this book. Um, so yeah, like you said, I really like the, uh, the the family feel that you get from the from the Flash family with the you know with the barbecuing <coughs> at the uh, at the start of the Minute War and at the end of the Minute War, and now they also had this. You know this dynamic where uh, Ace, or you know uh, the New Fifty Two Wally, if you will, he was you know he was called up to get uh, to babysit the, the the twins, and they get on all sort of mischief. I re- I really like that. It felt um, playful and and sort of innocent. So yeah, I'm gonna really miss that if they if they change that up too much. Well, I'm assuming like. You know, their plan is for Barry to take over this book, you know, when the new writer comes in and Wally to be shifted to the Titans. I mean, that, I mean that's how I That makes sense. And I'd be okay with that, but I do hope that they, you know, keep the the family dynamic, if you will. Well, what about the ending there? Uh, spoiler alert, Granny Goodness shows up. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... She could get in a, into a lot of trouble now with that uh, wishing ball or whatever you want to call it, that teleportation device. That could be interesting. What about you, Berger? What do you think about this issue? I, I didn't read that one. Darn. 
Uh, I know you've been a big fan of uh, what they've been doing in Flash, so um, definitely thought you you would have had that at the top top of your pile. Um, see, let's hold off on talking about Nightwing any, um, just because that's kind of coming to the end of an arc here soon. Well, um, well, the good news, though, for that Jeremy Adams, and we all enjoyed his run, is going to Green Lantern. Hopefully he brings Hal and Guy and John, and, you know, we get that kind of camaraderie that we've been missing with Green Lantern in the past couple of years. Well, I, for one, am glad we are getting a Green Lantern book again. I really miss that. Yeah, me too. It's and, one of my favorite know, I, books I, to read. I did like the, uh, the Grant Morrison run. The, you know the the season one season two thing where he, what he did, but at the same time it was a little bit too too weird, too crazy, too. Uh, Grant Morrison. Yeah, right. It was it was hard to follow for me. What Grant Morrison doing something weird? That's kind of crazy. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, what did you guys think about this uh, month's issue of uh, Superman? <laughs> Oh, don't get me started. Uh, go, ahead, go ahead and kick it off then, Boom Sam. Oh, man, I love the Superman book. I really, really do. I mean, I mean, it was commented on earlier that we had, like, you know, Burger said it, where we had like a million parasites. But I, th- I thought it was kind of creative. I thought it was something new. You know, they're, they're bringing back the old uh, villains that, they, that he had and, and kind of putting a twist on it. I'm really interested in what they're going to do with this new character. This uh, I don't remember her name, but the, the cowboy with the with the moonlight. She seems like a a good guy. She she helped Superman with the with the boost of uh, Marilyn the, Moonlight. It's thank Marilyn. you. Yeah, she helped him with a boost of, uh, of of sunlight, I think. Um, and what I what I really like in this book is uh, the weird. The weird twist, but also the uh, you know, for, for example, um, at the end, uh, it's Lex who saves Parasite. You know where uh, Superman has his idea to uh, turn on the power on, on the LexCorp building or the SuperCorp building to draw all the parasites out of his body and draw all the parasites out of the city to to one big energy source, and he convinces uh, the original parasite to absorb all his uh, well, clones, if you will. But it's in the end, it's it's Lex Luthor who, who puts the the cure thingy in him. It's actually Lex who saves the day. So I thought that was a pretty cool twist. And what I like about the Superman books is that in every issue so far, we had this little moment where you see the family just acting like a family. You know, like having the kids brush their teeth, putting the, putting them to bed, and you know having small family interactions. And now at the end of this book, we we see. Lois and Clark dancing in the in the in the in the living room and and the kids being kind of you know grossed out by it and you know they're like you know get a room that's that that sort of reaction. I thought that was really well. It was very relatable. I think. Yeah, one thing I really want to mention uh, about this book in particular is just the artwork is just unbelievably good. It is. Yes, um, it is beautiful. Uh, Jamal Campbell, he's an artist I've never seen before. Um, I, I think you told me he was doing Naomi before this. Yeah, he, um, he was just meant to draw a Superman book. Um, a couple of moments in particular was just that scene where uh, Lois and Clark are dancing in the living room and the sunlight's coming through the window. Uh, just completely 
uh, perfect imagery there for Superman and Lois. And then um, after Superman gives Lex the uh, the watch um, and flying away the way that he did, you know, he kind of uh, shows the speed that Superman's flying at. Yeah, it was the, the, the red blur. Yeah, I, I love that yeah. too. Oh, and the little just back and forth, you know, they kind of like, ah, you're a smart ass. Ah, I don't trust you. And then they, you know, I, I thought that was, it was very well conveyed in that artwork. Did you get a chance to get to this one yet, Bigger? Yeah, I did. You know, and I, uh, you know, I do think, well, I think it's been a little repetitive on like what they're doing with everybody so far. You know, I do think that, you know, kind of ramping up some of his, you know, kind of like original like villains and you know we've seen like superman's powers get ramped recently right um and so now you know having a lot of these guys you know having their powers ramp um you know i think that'll be interesting you know the the two what looks like big bads you know graft and dr farm and you know kind of how they you know seem to be going after the two you know how superman kind of you know starts to embrace or maybe brace is the wrong thing, at least accept, um, you know, Lex's health or help. And then, you know, you see Supercorp kind of get kicked off, right? And so it'll be interesting yeah. to see what, you know, him having all of those extra resources, what that kind of allows for. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I, again, I, I, I hate a little bit of some of the, where it seems like it's kind of all duplicate and like, hey, let's, we just need to do more and more of this. Um, but it'll be interesting, I think, to see what happens this week with Silver Banshee uh, or the, on the next comic with Silver Banshee and um, and kind of where they're going with that. I just have one, one last question about it. Did you guys have a small smile or a little grimace when you saw uh, how they uh, explained Clark Kent's absence? You know, where they explained he, he had cramps and he was in the bathroom again, did it? make you did it make you smile a little make you chuckle a little or you know did you guys thought it was oh this is so cheesy this is bad please don't do that again i thought it was fun i love my superman cheesy so <laughs> oh yeah turn up the cheese i loved it cool well, i mean i don't want him shazam 80s cheesy but you know <laughs> no this is just the right amount and it's just a little moment and i i it made me smile uh wonder woman wasn't bad yeah, the tie-in. So this was the tie-in to the um, the Revenge of the Gods, right? Yep. Yeah, I was thinking we would save that for next week because it's got the final issue coming out on Tuesday. Yeah, so I figured we'd save that for next episode. I was going to see if there's any other books you guys wanted to touch on before we kind of did a little bit of a deep dive into the deceased universe uh, as a send-off to that uh, long-running uh Elseworlds book, but was there anything else you guys wanted to talk about in particular? Well, I just wanted to ask if you guys read Catwoman by any chance, and what you what you guys thought of it. You know the the new developments we have with Catwoman. I have not been. Yeah, I have not either. I have it in front of me. I could read it right now, but I don't think we have the time. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Story time with Digitax. You're going to read it to everybody. <laughs> uh, if we have the visual component, maybe that would work. <laughs> No, I want to hear him do all the voices and stuff. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm game. <laughs> all right, Digi. Hey, us. hey, Selena. Um, <laughs> I'm... Perfect. 
<laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to save Digidex from himself here because he would definitely do it. Um, what you're, did you guys think? You're damn of, right I would. Anything for the content, right, Ben? What did you guys think of the deceased wrap-up? Uh, did you guys like the send-off for the universe? Do you think that it had a satisfying conclusion, unsatisfying conclusion? Do you think more is going to come from it? And uh, what were some of your guys' favorite moments? Uh, Digi, do you want to touch on this first? Oh, yeah. Uh, two things. I don't think you could have sent it off better. And Damian Wayne's dead, so that's two positives for me. I mean, with Alfred. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seeing Alfred as the specter and doing his inner monologue, I mean, I, I, it was amazing. It was an amazing end. So I, I, I have this feeling in the back of my head that something's going to come out of it in the future and that we'll see this again. Um, you know, I think it's interesting. You know, you look at kind of, and, and it alluded to in the, in the last book a little bit, kind of where everything started, you know, kind of went back and showed, you know, Green Arrow, you know, telling Damien like, hey, you know, you're going to be the one that kind of fixes this right and sets it right. And and so, you know, it kind of flashes back to that. And so so I, I think it did a good job sending it off. I, I was happy with it. You know, sometimes with some of the books, the big storylines lately, like it's easy to walk away being like, man, it kind of let me down. I think this this they did a really good job kind of having like a, a, a really big battle um, you know, and, you know, pe unlikely people coming together, you know, you have dark side and Aries and black racer and all these like, you know, big bads that, you know, are sitting there saying, Hey, we're going to step up. And in some cases sacrifice ourselves, um, for what's, what's ultimately the greater good. But, you know, when I look at this and even though the, all of the heroes and villains and everybody and like the entire universe really has been decimated at this point by a lot of this. Just look at how stacked this universe is after this. Like where else do you really see, you know, the Candor um, Kryptonians brought back to normal size, living on earth under a yellow sun. You know, you have black Canary as a green lantern um, Alfred as the Spectre. Um, and I guarantee you see that again. He will show up somewhere at some time, the Spectre Alfred will. Oh, yeah. And Brainiac, um, Cyborg. Like, they have some really, really, like, like powerful um, heroes there that I think would be kind of cool to continue to see. Um, just kind of how they mixed and matched and brought everything. But then you... Have it, and at the same time, you still have Green Arrow just sitting there shooting his bow and arrow, and that's it. Everybody else has got strength updates and upgrades, and um, and he's just sitting there shooting his bow and arrow. But um, regardless, you know, I, I I was very happy with it. Loved the way it went. I, I do think we're going to see it at some other point. Um, I liked like the last frame really where it kind of shows like the universe is kind of shaped like a bat signal. Um, and so I and you know, Alfred's overlooking it as a specter. Um, so I so I really, really thought that. And, and I, I it wouldn't surprise me if we end up seeing Damian Wayne come back at some point um, as like uh, like a higher level being or something. Yeah, absolutely. I was unbelievably satisfied with it. I love the uh, white suit 
white Batman suit that Damien had. You know, you also have Darkseid as a yellow lantern in this. That was probably one of my favorite things from the whole entire deceased uh, universe. Um, what I liked about this story was, uh, yeah, they turned Darkseid into uh, a raging undead uh, beast. And then they cured him. And what I liked about it, it wasn't, you know, we're gonna, we need you, Darkseid, to, you know, help save the universe and you're a part of it, so you better help us. But it was more like they embarrassed Darkseid. He was so enraged by it. And that's why he teamed up with the with the other heroes. And he was, he was you know, he was really chomping at the bit to uh, to kick this uh, Erebus or whatever the, the bad guy's name was. You know the, the 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 guy behind the the uh, anti-life equation. Uh, so I thought that was really um, it was an original way of of including Darkseid into the the pool of heroes and having him join the fight. I thought that was pretty cool. And like you guys said, I, I agree with every, everything you guys said. I really liked the way how they wrapped this uh, wrapped this up. Uh, I do hope that they they keep it finished like this and maybe bring it back uh, in the main universe, just like they did with um, the Injustice uh, universe that just popped into the, uh, you know, uh, John Superman, John Ken Superman book. I, th- I hope they do something like that and not start the whole DC lineup again. You know, I, I hope they just close it by this. Um, I, I, I had, I absolutely forgot about this. I was just flipping back through it on my uh, phone as we were, as, as, as we were going over it. But I love uh, Damien telling Ollie, you know, it ended exactly how you told me it would that day. Uh, when Ollie was tell- telling Bruce, you don't die to this. You die fighting some uh, evil that's older than the stars. And Damien remembered that in his kind of final moments there. I thought that was a really nice moment. Yeah. Um, what about, like, throughout all of this East, what were some moments that you guys absolutely loved? What were some... Uh, deaths that really hit you hard just anything like that that jumps out from it what i really liked was the, the well <laughs> I, I didn't i mean like like but i mean i liked the way they handled the, the the death of of superman at the hands of the flash in the original deceased uh movie where they described it as the you know um what's it called the uh uh immovable objects re- uh, meeting the uh uh What's the saying? Unstoppable force. Yeah, it's unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. I thought that was pretty, pretty descriptive. I like seeing Mister Mitzel Pitlick as I like crackhead. That turned out pretty well. Yeah, that was nuts. Like, what? Uh, Superman having to put down Paul Kent. Uh, definitely a moment that uh, stung a bit. I felt like just any time that you know a character had to put down one of their loved ones, I thought. Uh, it was always a uh, particularly uh, strong moment throughout the series. They, I think, they did it just enough throughout where it wasn't, you know, overplayed. Well, watching Alfred uh, transform la- the last issue was, you know, I mean, that was overwhelming. Just watching that happen to Alfred, like seeing him lose his cool like that, was pretty insane. Yeah. But also, you know, uh, Alfred uh, having to kill his his sons, you know, Batman and uh, Nightwing and uh, Red Hood, um, and I think Tim. 
Um, that was pretty, pretty harrowing. But then later they revealed, you know, they, they could have been saved. You know, they had the cure later. And, you know, you saw his reaction to that. He was like, you know, damn, I could have, I could have saved the Mavro. I didn't have to shoot him. I know I would have been like, I killed all the Robins and I let Damian Wayne live. I'm like, really? <laughs> you really have it in for the poor boy. <laughs> oh, no, I'm coming around on him. I'm coming around. I, uh, you know, I think there was a lot that kind of meaningful, you know, I, I wouldn't have guessed that Batman would have been the first one of the first ones down. Right. I wouldn't have guessed, you know, that Alfred would have to put all of them down after that. Um, which those were both pretty shocking. You know, you have, who was it? Oh, the Flash, whenever, you know, Superman got infected, right? You know, they, you know, Flash gets, I think it was Martian Manhunter that got him. Um, and then all of a sudden he starts just running around the world, just like infecting everybody and wiping out everybody, like, you know, huge amounts of the population. And so Superman goes and collides with them, um, you know, gets stabbed by the bone, you know, had like his even though we know later he comes back, but he was able to basically, you know, move at, um, you know, faster speeds and being able to talk to everybody real quick before he kind of flew up um, and kind of turned. And so, you know, I think there was a lot of like, kind of really, you know, things that kind of like hit you hard, like in the moment. Um, but yeah, but then some of them, when you look back, you're just like, man, like did that, that didn't really have to happen. They could have, they could have saved him, but. Uh, the fortunate thing is, just like with all these books, it's not a universe that we have to care about anymore. It's gone. You're rough. <laughs> Which isn't it? Well, I'm just. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying this is what Earth fifty nine and a half. I like, think it's like fifty five. Yeah, <laughs> Earth fifty five. I think we're gonna hear from it again. I think so too. Yeah, I hope so. If not, Boom Sam's at least gonna be writing fan fiction on it. <laughs> so, so everybody tune into that. As long as we see uh, Connor in the Power Girl costume with Boomy writing the fan fiction, I'm all in. I'll do my best. <laughs> You'll do the artwork, right? Oh, yeah, you're damn right. <laughs> It'll look like stick figures, but, I mean, I'll do it. It's a deal. <laughs> so any other books you guys wanted to talk about? No, I think I'm, I'm good. I think next up on the list... Yeah. We had uh, Dawn of DC and then Night Terrors, kind of previews yep. that we've kind of seen from it. Yeah, uh, in our document here, guys, I threw up all of the books from Dawn of DC that are going to be coming up and launching, uh, actually starting this week with Green Arrow number one. Um, just wanted to kind of get your guys' thoughts. What are you most excited about? What books maybe aren't really on your radar? <laughs> I'm all in on Green Arrow one, like the whole Green Arrow. I mean, seeing Roy back, I, you know, I'm all in on it. I, when I would, every advertisement in the books that we've been reading is, you know, they're showing the Green Arrow and I'm actually excited for this book. Yeah, yeah. me too. But for me, it's, uh, for me, it's still work. It's, uh, it's something very different. It's something that, hasn't really been done before. I mean, you know, we have Steel, but he's been usually been a support character or uh, something along those lines. I don't think he had, he had a he had he had he himself had a book, but not the you know the organization or the the company that he that he has. So I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, 
him and Natasha uh, getting their own sort of book. I think that's going to be interesting. And like I said before, Green Lantern, I'm glad Green Lantern is coming back. Seal is probably the one book on that list that I expected nobody to really want to talk about. I should have known better because we have Boom here. Um, <laughs> AKA the world's number one Superman fan. Uh, Thank you. Me, me personally, I'm looking forward most to uh, the uh, Titans book. Tom Taylor for me for the last few years, as far as DC goes, has been uh, probably the most consistent writer they have. Uh, you know, Dating back to Injustice, his time on Nightwing, his Superman, uh, John Kent series is off to a great start. I, I can't remember if he wrote everything in DC or if he did, there were some spinoffs he didn't do but, uh, for DCs. But that was, you know, from beginning to end was a, 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 an unbelievable run. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited for this. It's going to be building kind of off of what he's been doing in Nightwing. So there's, to me, no, no. No better answer than that as far as uh, what book to be looking forward to the most from this bunch. What about you, Berger? Um, yeah, I think Green Lantern. I mean, that generally that's like my, I'll, I'll usually lean into those as much as possible, you know, after Superman. Um, so I think Green Lantern, I'm, I'll be excited to see kind of what they do with that. I actually, yeah, I know we kind of mentioned it earlier. I wasn't a big fan of like the last one. It kind of just got really weird and kind of really out there. Um and and so hopefully hopefully this one kind of brings it a little bit you know back back down um maybe back down to earth isn't the right way to say it since green lantern is uh space core um but that and then i I agree with you i think titans you know i've i've enjoyed reading some of those lately and so i uh looking forward to to checking that out as well well Um, good good news for you um they are having a Green Lantern Hal Jordan book and a John Stewart. And the Hal Jordan book is the one that he's supposed to be getting back to his roots. So I think that he will be on Earth most of the time. John Stewart book already started? No, no that no, starts later this year. Yeah, that starts later. The Hal Jordan book is going to start first. Which I, I believe the John Stewart book is actually going to start as a backup script in do we already have John Stewart Emerald Knight or something, or is that something different? That is something different. Ah, okay. Sorry. Yeah, that that, that predates the Donna DC uh, headline of books. Uh, what about on that list? Are you guys maybe not looking forward to as much? Is there anything that jumps out as uh, probably a skip for you, or um, the just penguin? in general aren't that excited for the penguin? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm really looking forward to seeing Penguin. He should I mean, be a speedster, right? Isn't he a new speedster? He should be, actually. Yeah, if they base off DCL. Uh, <laughs> normally, I would agree with you, but uh, for me, Tom King is, you know, he's good. Just, uh, lights out, um, and I also think that him writing a kind of down and dirty Penguin book uh, really plays to his strengths as well. Oh, I love Tom King. If you haven't read his uh, run on Mr. Miracle, I mean, you should. It's pretty amazing. Great. Yes, the, o- the only thing I can say against Tom King is I feel like he reads better as a trade than as individual issues because uh, he just tends to write in such a dense <laughs> manner. Um, that it just takes a lot of examination and then, and you know, in having months in between issues, really kills the momentum that he builds within his books. 
So that that's one thing that kind of worries me here is he does have three different books that are going to be monthly books. Um, and, you know, I, I, I just worry that, you know, some of his talent's going to get lost in the wash, so to speak. You know what I do, Hawkeye? I just skim through the previous issue a little bit before I read the next one. That sort of helps. But I, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I, I kind of agree with you. And not to mention, I believe he is on the round table for James Gunn, correct? Yeah, he is. Yes, James Gunn actually uh, says that he's been going to him for notes on Superman Legacy. Yeah, and I also think he's, uh, because he's the writer of the Supergirl movie, uh, book Superman Girl Woman of Tomorrow, so I'm I'm guessing it'll be a consultant or something on that too. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm sure he's he, he's kind of in the uh, brain trust of DC folks that James Gunn yes. is using. So I'm sure, especially with him being the uh, the writer of said book, that he will be the uh, kind of the uh, go to for that. Um, yeah. As far as other books, like I'm a big pop person fan. Um, I'm not familiar with any of the talent they have on Hawk Girl, so I'm I wouldn't say that I'm not excited because obviously it's a Hawk Girl book, but I do not recognize the talent, so I'm a little bit leery, and we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, I was I was wondering when you were going to bring it up. Uh, I was surprised you didn't bring it up earlier, but yeah, uh, I don't know the uh, I don't know the uh, the team as well. I mean, the names don't ring a bell for me. Uh, the one I'm mean, obviously I'm gonna read everything that's uh, that that's gonna come out, but um, the one that I'm gonna I'm probably least excited about is Cyborg, not because of the character, but you know because of the previous standalone books that they had that you know didn't really feel that great to me. So yeah, maybe maybe I, this will turn around. But I, I, I can definitely agree with that. I, I mean, Cyborg's had probably three or four shots at solo books over the last, you know, decade or so since, mm-hmm. you know, basically New 52. And I, I don't think that he's had a home run of a book anywhere along the lines. Well, if you think about it, they never really give him the side characters that are just his, like his family characters to be there with him, you know, besides the Titans and League. That's yeah, true. He definitely lacks a supporting cast. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, you know, we'll have to see... Um, I know that the um, writer of that book, Morgan Hampton, uh, I believe he wrote the Static miniseries uh, that's been go- been ongoing. I haven't read that, but uh, I have heard it. I have. I've read it. I mean, it's not anything special, but it's not bad. I mean, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- one last one that I'll say I'm looking forward to, and I'm normally not a big Shazam guy, but Mark Wade is going to be writing it, so I'm definitely interested in it. Yeah, I mean, Mark Wade, you, it's hard to pass up a book that he writes. Uh, I, I, you know, I think we've covered pretty much all the books there, you know, all various different levels. We've talked a bit about Flash, uh, how all of us are uh, not majorly excited for it just because we're losing that Jeremy Adams run. But I am excited to see what they do with that series. Um, but moving on, let's just spend a little bit of time talking about Night Terrors, DC's uh, event that's going to be coming up uh, for some odd reason during the middle of the summer instead of them saving it till October. With the uh, nature of the event, it seems like that would have been a better fit for it. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, have you guys done much research into what's going to be going on? Go ahead and feel free to tell me your thoughts on it, guys. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, you know, I've looked at it a little bit. I've checked out some of the cover variants that, that have been kind of published in different places. Overall, like, you know, I, I do like some of the stuff. Like, it seems like Dead Man will be really big into it. It seems like Sandman's on there. Um, but again, like, it kind of falls back to where this is like, it's going to turn into like another Batman storyline. I mean, it's it's night with a K. Um, so like dark night, so night terror. So it seems like yet again, it's going to be like another thing where it's like Batman kind of centered, you know, we had, you know, dark Knight's metal, um, you know, like, like these big crossovers and everything that kind of seems to center on him. Um, which I, I don't think is bad. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I, I like him as a character, but it just is like, man, like Batman is, you know, just a man with you know, a bunch of, uh, I mean, he has obviously has a ton of skills, but, you know, spanning the multiverse and, you know, now uh, basically like whenever you read like what this is about, it's like, tre- like kind of going past the land of the living, past the land of the dead, um, into like this new villain. So they're launching a new villain. I think his name was insomnia, um, into his lair. Um, but like outside of that, aspect of it um i did see some funny things that kind of out there like it basically it takes uh everybody and says hey what's your worst nightmare um and so like i saw one that had like joker working in like an office building um like nine to five (laughs) type thing so i thought that was pretty funny um and so so i'm interested to see where it goes um and and again i like i really like that we're going to see more sandman i like that we're going to see more dead man um, but yeah, that's kind of my, the initial for me kind of reading it and kind of looking at some of the variants and stuff. I've already fought the villain, uh, insomnia, usually weekly, you know, so. So you've already conquered him. No, he comes back. <laughs> what about you guys? The one thing I would say that I'm not terribly excited about is the, the fact that these books are going to kind of replace the main line for the two months that they run. Um, I think that this is kind of an attempt to give some of these writers that are writing two and three and four books for DC right now some room to breathe, but I do also feel that it kind of kills uh, a lot of the momentum that these books may be trying to build up. Yeah, I agree. And it does feel like we are getting event after event after event. So, you know, I would like to have the main books a little bit more, a little bit more leeway, a bit, of, a bit, bit more of a, a run before we head into the next uh, big event. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Right. Well, I think we'll get to dive more into Night Terrors, obviously, as the books are released. And as we get more info over the next couple months, I think we'll start seeing uh, more of a big picture on that. So let's go ahead and move on to your guys' homework from the last episode. Oh, God, my, my dog ate it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I told you guys I wanted you to pair up a director and either a already uh, announced movie or if you wanted to do an unannounced movie, um, you could do that. Uh, why don't we start off with Boom Stam? Uh, boom, what do you got for us? Uh, I went with uh, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. I mean, we know that's uh, been announced. Uh, I don't think they have a director uh, 
couple to that movie yet. But I went for Gina Price Bidewood. She's the director of the movie uh, The Old Guard and uh, recently re- uh, released movie The Woman King. Wow, you went classy there. All right. <laughs> Thank you. So what was it about her that made you feel like she'd be a good fit for the character in this? Well, I, I I really wanted a a female director for the uh, for the Supergirl movie because I I think she would you know the the that it would make a better fit and uh, at first I thought about the uh, uh, the director of uh, Wonder Woman but then I felt it was a little bit on the nose and I uh, I went looking and I I, I found her and. Uh, I saw she did Old Guard, and I, I really liked that movie. So, figured I would like to see where uh, where she would uh, she would go with that that movie with that script. So that was basically the my reasoning behind it. I definitely like the pairing. Um, what about you, Berger? What did you have for us? So, you know, I I wanted to do one that's like not necessarily at least that I haven't seen anywhere on the on the uh bubble and so i wanted to do um something that we haven't really seen um like a lot in dc yet um which would be like justice league dark kind of bring in more of like the magic side of it um and then when i was kind of thinking through it i was like man like what um what's the movies i've liked that have kind of been um you know at times you know, be able to be funny, you know, have action. Um, and so, yeah, I, I decided to go with, uh, Louis Ledveray. I'm sorry if you're listening, Louis, if I uh, butchered your last name. Um, but you know, he did, uh, clash of the Titans. Uh, now you see me, you know, those, those movies. So, you know, had some magic with it, um, on there. He also did incredible Hulk prior, um, which I didn't want to necessarily hold that totally against him. I think a lot of that was more of like studio driven. Cause I know even like, you know, Edward Norton, you know, was upset, you know, by some of the, the direction they were getting from like the studio on everything. Um, but you know, yeah, like, yeah. Edward, Edward Norton woke up and he was like, I'm in a Marvel movie. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he wanted to like explore like the personal side of Hulk. Right. But, um, and you know not just hey raging monster running around but you know actually having like hey this is the human behind it this is like everything that goes with it um and so but you know again everything that i had read prior it was kind of like the studio was just like no this is what we want like we need the action we need this and um but yeah that's that's who i kind of picked and you know i i think it'd be cool to kind of see like a justice league dark and you know if we decided you know to do something you know i and maybe it's just because i saw uh, the movie Ghosted the other day, but I was like, man, Zantana being by um, Ana de Armas, you know, would be kind of cool um, in there. But yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where my my homework went. Way to bury the lead. You're getting the director from the new Fast and the Furious movie. Um, that definitely should have came up in this discussion. Uh, <laughs> you know, so he can definitely do action. Uh, he can kind of take out, you know, he, he, he's definitely understands kind of the sleight of hand and how to build a uh, decent little magic movie. So I hey, definitely in like the that. new In the new Fast and the Furious, are they going to race shuttles now? I don't know what the 
what the latest <laughs> one they're going to do. Uh, I actually saw a trailer for it this morning. Uh, they are going to crash two helicopters that have uh, harpooned Dom's car. And well, he makes them crash into each other. Well, of and, course he does. I mean, and they're going to drive down the side of a dam. Wait, you guys, that doesn't happen to you every day you drive to work? <laughs> well, yeah, it does. It happened to me. On the, that's why I was late for the podcast today. <laughs> I mean, I do live in Florida. So yes, <laughs> things like that do occur. Um, Florida man. All right, did you, what about your, uh, your homework here? What did you have? Okay, you got to hear me out first because, you know, think of Christopher Nolan when he first announced Heath Ledger. They were like, oh, God, are you kidding us? So um, the project is, and this will only be starring in my fantasies and my PG-13 fantasies, would be a Justice League International movie directed by Ben Affleck. And we get Max Lord as Matt Damon. Blue Beetle as Eddie Redmayne, Booster Gold, Ryan Gosling, Dr. Light, Constance Wu, and this one's kind of weird, but you're going to stay with me. Martian Manhunter as Tyler Perry, taking on a serious role. Guy Gardner as Chris Pratt, Mr. Miracle as Jensen Ackles, Black Canary as Jennifer Lawrence, and Oberon as Peter Dinklage. What? <laughs> <laughs> and There's a lot to unpack I, right you know, there. The budget on that thing, <laughs> I think that budget would be pretty reasonable, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, hey, WB, can I get like a billion just to start it off? Is that cool? Yeah, I mean, being like the first movie to ever cross like three billion, like <laughs> if they could do that, then there you go. But I'll be like, hey, you know, Affleck won the Oscar, you know, the town, Argo, Gone Girl. Hey, man. Um, I'm pretty sure the only way that that movie's going to make money is if uh, you had James Cameron to direct it and Tom Cruise to star in it. Um, that is true. James Cameron could redo a crap movie from the 80s and be like, hey, it just crossed the billion dollar line. You had me up until Tyler Perry is Martian Man. <laughs> Um, I mean, that was a bridge too far. I'm, I'm thinking outside of the box because everybody thinks Tyler Perry is going to be this, but no, he's going to be stoic, six five, and you know. No, I, I mean I've seen Tyler Perry do some dramatic roles. Uh, I just don't know that I see him as John. Well, see, I'd be the executive producer on there. I'd get in Ben's ass. I'd be like, "Hey, come on, man, let's get stuff out of these actors here." The other thing I would tell you is from everything that I've listened to, uh, Ben Affleck is not getting within uh, a mile of any superhero movie shoot, let alone being a director of one. Well, he, um, he signed on because Matt Damon signed up for Max Lore. That's why he signed on. I, I, I don't see Matt Damon doing it either. <laughs> I got to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> um, I, appreci I appreciate the imagination, though. Can I just make a, a small comment about uh, Burger's suggestion about Justice League Dark? Yeah, absolutely. Because A, I would love that. I mean, I love the, the whole idea of magic, but wasn't there a Justice League Dark movie planned and the director was supposed to be Guillermo del Toro? <laughs> Nailed it, yes. Yes, that, that was uh, something that has been in the works at various different points, but uh, just has never moved. 
Yeah, and I guess now with the gun uh, universe, it's not going to happen. But I mean, he would have been perfect for it. I mean. Exactly. That, that's but that that's my point. He would have been. Yeah. My only concern about it is I do not know how well Del Toro would fit into trying to build it into a, a universe that has other living and breathing parts of it. Well, I mean, I, I, my my concern would be, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if Del Toro would, you know, really. Uh, gets the characters, you know, if he really, if he really knows all the the, the the characters that they're gonna that that are part of the Justice League Dark Universe. But I mean, all the special effects, with all the magic stuff. I mean, you're gonna see hands growing out of trees, and and you're gonna see some weird shit. That's that's all I'm saying. Pain you're out of your mind. <laughs> you're out of your mind if you don't think that Del Toro is gonna be like a rhyming demon from hell. This is directly in his ballpark. <laughs> Uh, yeah, have you, yeah. Have you seen Shape of Water? Oh God! I'm like this uh, one an Oscar. Oh. Don't get me started on Shape of Water. <laughs> one of the most uncomfortable movie going experiences you can have. In the uh, were you sitting next to your mom? I wasn't thankful. Okay, then that would have been the most. <laughs> uh, for my assignment, let's go ahead and bring this home. We have definitely went over our time limit for the episode just by a little bit. We're we're, we're rating ourselves in as we go. Hey, just like Uh, the budget for the movie, for my fan film, we went over budget. (laughs) (laughs) My pick for for, for this was uh, The Brave and the Bold, and I wanted Chad Stahelski to come over from the John Wick movies to direct it. the one thing I don't think that we've necessarily seen in any of the Batman movies is just amazing martial arts and 500 great. kills a movie. Yeah, like we, we haven't seen anything that's really down and dirty as far as the martial arts goes. Um, you know, I think Nolan relied uh, way too much on a very, very, very unsteady cam. Uh, for all of his fight scenes. I think he did great with set pieces, but I don't think as far as fighting, I don't think that he delivered what you would expect from that. That bail would have been killed in the first five seconds of that doomsday fight in Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he would have. Uh, to be fair, Ben Affleck should have been dead too, though. So. But he's Ben Affleck and he wasn't. You're just trying to woo him right now for your director role. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm saying whatever it takes. Come on. Just want you to know Ben Affleck's not listening to this podcast. And I'm um, going to go see Air this weekend. All all of us are going to go see Air right now in theater. (laughs) You're coming on a little bit too strong. You're coming on a little too strong. But no, uh, any other thoughts, any other ones that you guys had, maybe any honorable mentions? Uh, that you guys thought of. No, I did the minimum homework. Kathy Bates <laughs> has granny goodness. Kathy Bates is granny goodness. There we go. Well, with your casting decisions, I was kind of expecting like Jason Momoa to be granny goodness. So, um, I mean, sometimes you have to think outside of the box to get it to work. Yeah, I thought that might have been a little bit too safe for you. You're right. Um, well, I, I, it was a great episode, guys. I really appreciate uh, all of you guys' time. Uh, I'm going to throw it over here to Berger to send us on home. Well, I think uh, we have Digidax with, uh, with the phrase that pays, right? 
The phrase that pays comes directly from the Lego Batman movie, and that phrase is Iron Man sucks. <laughs> there we go. All right, so if you guys yeah, uh, just to be just to be just to be clear, you have to contact me, Boomstem, on Discord and uh come to me with that line and uh well the phrase that pays. There you guys go. All right, so, you know, obviously another uh, great time syncing up with you guys, uh, being able to talk through some of these things. I'm absolutely, I, I know I, I kind of let Hawkeye down earlier. Um, I am am going to go read the uh, the Flash book. I still have um, World's Finest that I haven't read from this week either. Um, so I need to do that. Um, but I, I could read Catwoman 54 to you later. If you'd like. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Hey, wait, wait, wait. Make them sign up for the Patreon if they want that. They have to sign oh, up yeah. for the Patreon. Everybody's got to That's going to be the free bonus content. Yeah, there we go. Um, but uh, great time getting with you guys as always. And so everybody out there listening, um, you know, we really appreciate you guys tuning in. If you guys have any ideas, if you're a big fan of the show, you want to, you know, get on with us one day and kind of talk as well. Um, let us know. Hit up Boomstam, and uh, you know he's the one. If he's in every single Discord, I think, and I think there's even like he even created some random other Discords where it's only him. Um, he, he's even in the New Gods uh, <laughs> server as a admin. I'm like, how the hell did you get here? <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we have uh, you know. So just hit us up. You know, again, we're always looking for ideas, but something we love to do, love to talk about. Um, we've loved for, in some cases, decades, um, you know, these characters. And so uh, thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you guys later.